0: I am also properly gassed. I've just got back from four days of camping Wait. and drinking and seven <laughs> hours of driving. So I might lack some of the traditional Houston enthusiasm. <laughs>
1: Player two Pixelcast Episode ninety two. I am your host, Tim Henderson, gleefully sitting here. My fan on. I almost don't need it. Japan is becoming sensible again. I am com- conveniently joined at the last moment by um two fine gentlemen, one who I know is a machine and one is just like proved he's like the fucking terminator. Um Huso
0: <laughs> What were you doing <laughs> before quite. this? Like what were your last three days like? Uh, so I was camping at Diamond Head, which for those that don't know is about seven hours drive from canberra where i live so i just got back at about seven thirty tonight and it's now nine so yeah yeah lots of uh drinking and car- carousing with friends i hadn't seen for a long time and not much sleeping so i'm gonna be excitable
1: like big kev except alive yeah all right that was a bit grin. Mm. um ken you're also with us yes that is a fact <laughs>
2: <laughs> that is a
1: that is an example fact. of a fact the fact that Ken has said that he is here uh, yeah
0: verifies Correct.
1: the fact nature of who says video
0: him. games journalists aren't objective
1: yep. I yeah I mean for one me because it's impossible <laughs> 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 yeah we're definitely not going to be objective this episode we're basically with like more like games just getting cheaper and cheaper and free stuff everywhere and subscription services pr- For better and worse, getting more and more impressive. We're just going to kind of take a look into Sony and Microsoft's main subscription offerings and try and, like, pick out, I guess, say five to ten games in each that you really should play that are not the types of things that they're going to splash on the front page. Um, So, you know, don't expect Gears of War and Death Stranding to be on these lists. But before that, we have been playing other games. Nothing new, though, because this year has been super up and down for releases... Um, But you so, off-air, you've described State of Decay 2 as kind of like the other No Man's Sky in terms of turning a ship around.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So I was a big fan of State of Decay 1, um, reviewed it way back when, and it was kind of this janky but entertaining take on a, a survival game set in the zombie apocalypse, and it was all about, you know, building a community and, and taking different survivors through this this apocalypse and just... Creating a a a thriving um, you know kind of society almost, and then State Decay came out, you know a couple of years after it, and it was uh, pretty broken when it came out. I still enjoyed it. There was still uh, like that core concept there, but there was no denying there was like it was the frame rate was terrible. There was jank everywhere. There wasn't kind of a lot of direction. I guess, uh, as far as, you know, encouraging players to do new things outside of the box, or so there's, there was no real story or, or things like that. The, it did have a bigger scope, though, I think, and that's what led to a lot of the problems. There was three maps instead of one, and, and, bigger um,
1: game, bigger jank.
0: Yeah, that's, that's essentially what it felt like, but, um, they've been really committed over at, uh, 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 Undead Labs at making this the game that it should have been when it came out, and, I've jumped in recently and started playing again, and and my word, it is a a thousand times better experience from the technical standpoint and from you know gameplay hooks and things like that. So for now, they've got five maps in total, um, including the the original game's map, but it's obviously set you know like. 15 years down the track since the original so if you play the original map it's de- it's the same but it's obviously aged in this zombie apocalypse world and some of the old characters were there in the first game you know make kind of cameos and and it's uh you know give it gives you a lot more uh, I guess quests uh, and kind of guidance around the world uh, at what uh, what things should be, be happening like Actual and, you know, quests,
1: not just oh, I dropped our water supply outside the gates and there's yeah, act- Actual
0: quests, for example, there's one where you're helping this botanist and, and cause you're kind of doing this survival community in between quests so it'll only happen every now and then and you get a radio call from this botanist that lives in the air and says, she's investigating how this uh, kind of zombie plague is transmitting through the air and and she thinks it's to do with the plants and you kind of help her in her research and 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 all that sort of stuff and different quests and you know a lot some of them are pretty simple you just go to a house clear out the zombies and find the research notes right. or or some of them might be a bit more where you've got to you got to track down certain locations with um uh, different sample types and then bring them to a different location for processing and and you yeah, know it, it's it's a spin on stuff we've seen before but it actually works really well in this this kind of environment um there's a lot more to do in bases. They've upgraded the whole base system, so there's a lot more uh, facilities you can build uh, to you know improve your, uh, your your community. You've got to really watch mood uh, along with um, just just you know stock of supplies. So there's there's four basic types of supplies. there's fuel, food, medicine and ammunition. Um, so you've got to watch those obviously and keep them at a certain level. Uh, but you've also got to watch the mood of of your community mm-hmm. because if, you, if your mood drops, people start leaving. And if people start leaving, it means your community doesn't function properly because you need everyone there to do certain jobs. And,
1: wait, wait. And so like, just and- rewind this. So the, the mood has to, at some degree, be tied to things like food and job availability because the idea that Please. people are just going to be a bitch about this shit in a zombie apocalypse...
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's tied, it's tied to food, but it's also tied to things like if there's, uh, large infections nearby. So you'll see on, on your map if, if a big zombie infection moves into a building nearby. So clearing out that infection will help improve the mood of everyone because people start to get really tense if there's a big horde of zombies nearby for obvious reasons. Um, there's also, you know, things like, uh, you can, you, in some areas you can play in a garden and not only is that providing food but it's like a stress relief for your community as well people you can you can have a like a zen garden sort of area where people can go and relax and 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 and, you know meditate i guess but uh, or there's a gym you've set up a gym for people to and you those people will get fitter but they'll also you know And I kind of work out their aggressions and yeah so all these systems are tied together really nicely there's nothing too complicated about it but it's all logical it all works really well and now that all the technical jank is gone it runs buttery i'm playing obviously on the series x oh
1: you are playing. i was about to say you're playing this in your five thousand dollar pc because that could also
0: explain it i switched between the two but i'm playing on the series x um Mainly because I like kind of kicking back on the telly on this one. And, uh, it's, it's running really smoothly. No issues at all. Uh, I'm thinking it's 60 frames a second. It, it certainly feels that way. I, I can't guarantee that, but it certainly feels like that. Um, all the janks pretty much gone. I mean, occasionally still you get a zombie stuck in a wall or something, but hmm. it's pretty forgivable in this, this sort of game. Like every now and then there's just that many zombies on the screen and they kind of get something bit stuck in a rock or whatever and just makes it means they're an easy kill. Um, there's a, there's a much larger variety of zombies now and, uh, you know, what the way you approach things has got to be taken into account because noise brings more zombies and. Some big zombies you can't kill stealth, so you've got to kind of risk reward, or you can yeah. create distractions and and you know send the zombies off in another direction and things like and that. When so, your
1: develop team, development team's name is Undead Labs, you really have to get creative with this because you've kind of painted yourself into a wall or yeah, a, corner corner. a little bit.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I'm really happy with it, and it's it's really I, I feel like this is where they want it to be. They even updated it uh, like last week, and this came out in 2018. They put a new update in to to give you know more options for people that are kind of finished it and uh, you know uh, get legacy characters that they've used before they can bring into new communities and stuff like that now so encouraging multiple playthroughs I guess but um, it, it gives me a lot of hope for State of Decay three because instead of using a custom engine which they created themselves which I think mm-hmm. is probably the cause of a lot of jank. They're moving to... Wikipedia
1: said Unreal Engine 4 for State of Unreal 5.
0: They've confirmed with Unreal 5. And Coalition, who make Gears of War, are helping them with that transition because they're Microsoft-owned studios. So uh, Coalition are helping them to use Unreal Engine 5 to bring State of Decay 3. Coalition
1: know how to use that, their Unreal Engine.
0: They know that engine pretty well. (laughs) Uh, which, Which gives me a lot of hope for it. I mean i'm I'm really enjoying it it's my sort of survival game i'm not not too big on the just go and cut down trees for 20 minutes and get wood and then and, and that this is this, you know that that sort of thing not me uh this much more fun you can upgrade different characters through doing activities so y- you can take control of any of the survivors in your community and you have to at points because your survivors get tired so you have to swap out or they might get injured and they need treatment um and you know and it pays to have a wide skill set in your community so you want a cook you want a mechanic you want a, you know a, a computer expert you want a communications guy um so that kind of balanced approach is really important and and there's quite a lot to dig into and the more the more i play it the more i find even after all these years i'm still finding new things And i've been playing it off and on for for a long time and yeah, it just continually impresses me how much they've put in, and I think it, I think it gets sold a bit short because of its rough launch. And I think you know it's on Game Pass. We're going to talk about it later. Uh, I mean, so it's, <laughs> uh, it, it's well worth checking out, even if you were burnt a bit when it first came out. It's it's a very very different experience.
1: Yeah, Colin, you, you said something of note, which is relevant to me at the moment, where you like you feel like it's sixty frames a second, but you can't guarantee it, and you can't tell because I was actually thinking about this in relation to what I'm playing, which is that it's not something I would expect with um, State of Decay. That always just seemed like a janky thing. But um, in my case, I've been playing the PS5 version of Ghost of Tsushima and it just booted up by default in the Fidelity mode. So it's like native 4K but 30 frames a second. And it's not the first time I've noticed this, but a lot, not everything, but a lot of like the big Sony published games seem to have this 30 frames per second that is... I don't know what they're doing with the input latency and, like, the frame timing or whatever. But where... I basically... I ended up just giving up um, on Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Like, I complained about that a bit last week. Two weeks ago, whatever. Um, like, the direction of stuff. And I was playing that in 60 frames per second. I could swear that Ghost of Tsushima in 30 feels as good as Valhalla did in 60. And it doesn't have any, like, like slight jerkiness that I sometimes get in, like, 30 frames per second. I don't know what the fuck is going on. But, like, I... I guess that's just Polish or something for you, but, like so yeah the short of it is yeah I'm th- I kind of th- threw out the um, other attempted at open world game I was playing and I've moved into this and it's a much more polished fluid experience um so far I will will say I remember when you know 2020 both this and The Last of Us 2 came out and they're like it's kind of like which one of these is going to be the, seen as like the ultimate best looking um PS4 game ever I would after playing this for a while I'm going yeah it, it's The Last of Us 2 um, Ghost of Tsushima is, like, all about getting the right lighting and the right angle. When it looks yeah. its best, it looks fucking phenomenal. But, like, it has these moments in between where it's definitely one of the ten best-looking PS4 games. Yeah. But it is it is less consistent. Like, I'm very, very excited to see, like, a potential full sequel to this, which I'm almost certainly going to happen because this game did Gangbusters of Japan loved it as well. Um, where if they have like just a little bit of like bounce lighting particularly for the shadows and like when they don't have that mm. crazy sunset like going on for them where well, this could look something else because at its best you're almost like you could almost believe it was built for the PS5 and then there are other points it's like eh, I know it's kind of like just plastic in on a bit flat um, but it runs um, buttery smooth, moving for anybody who I guess doesn't know this is a very fictional part of Japan you're playing as a samurai of some lord his name is Sakai which I think it, I need to see the um kanji i think his name basically means border or boundary which i guess is thematically appropriate and you're basically at a beach beachside attack and a a whole bunch of mongols coming in like basically ravage your island and from there that there's not actually that much story at least so far um it's all about like oh my uncle i need to get vengeance and i don't know maybe still alive i think they've kidnapped him actually no i've seen one cutscene that implies that he is at least so far only being kidnapped um but a lot of people were killed and then it's just just a love letter to um not just Crushel but like samurai film i think probably yeah. in general um something that i think i like a lot about it it doesn't have the richness and basically no game still does of like it's insane that the witcher 3 is still like this crazy Us benchmark for like just the world or feeling so complete whereas this and I think maybe playing it on the PS5 benefits because you've got those SSD loading times, you're feeling lazy and you want to bounce somewhere. It feels like. a lot like vignettes. Hmm. Like all the missions. they don't tie. like they, it doesn't feel like a cohesive world where something bigger is happening, but they do a very good job where it, it is more than just go get these pelts from these foxes or whatever. So it's kind of like watching a series of. Sem- like of I don't know, fucking Yojimbo was a TV series instead of a movie whatever but they they definitely like nail the aesthetic and the feel pretty well like i said it it's done quite well in japan very weird that it is not lip-synced properly in japanese like it's clearly just japanese voiceover with the english lineup but i understand why it doesn't mean i like it i do understand (laughs) why though
2: is this your first time through yeah and and how deep are you in at the moment
1: I mean, I'm still in the first island, but I think I'm just about ready to raid the first fort or whatever. I just got the grappling hook right,
2: right.
1: not too long right, ago. Right,
2: right, Yeah, okay.
1: And then immediately kind of got to the, one of these moments where it, like, highlights the problem with scripting stuff a bit too much, and this is definitely not um, Breath of the Wild. It was, like, riding along, it was like, oh, check out these blue flowers. I'm going to look, like, there's something interesting here. And so, a lot of the time in this game, I will see... They're very good with the following the foxes and the birds and this shit. They're actually pretty good with, like, follow these animals and then you'll find, like, a simple power-up that's just not that in-depth, but they've at least thought of a way so, like, Bathing in Hot Springs increases your health. And also, while you're doing it, you um just reflect on your childhood or your father or your uncle or whatever. Um, or you sit and look at shit and, like, make a haiku, which is both kind of incredible and stupid at the same time. <laughs> Um, But I was like, oh, look at these flowers, and there's, like, big shiny kind of thing in the middle, there has to be some sort of power-up I can get there. And the timing is, and then I ran around for a bit, I guess there's nothing, it just looks pretty, I wonder if this is going to become something later in the story. Then I just consume my way to, like, the nearest village, and, like, get involved in this kind of legend. And the game has, like, several scattered around where, like, you hear about this legendary thing or whatever, and then you chase it down. And then I do this whole kind of roundabout rabbit chase, like, finding pictures and, like, going to here. And then the chase leads me back to exactly where I'd been, except only now they've bothered to, like, put, like, actually have, like, the new bow and arrow that I was supposed to get. Which kind of, like, pulled back the immersion, because I feel like that just should have been there. It may have been... You would have lost the quest, but it also would be more interesting if you'd just been able to find that shit without them kind of dictating you find that when we say so. But I, I yeah. have to. Sorry, sorry again.
2: No, I mean, I've played the whole game um, mm. once once through, and it was a couple of years ago, like yeah, twenty twenty when it first came out. So that was my that was my pandemic game,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and. I did enjoy it. Like, just straight up, I really did enjoy it. But there was a lot of, I guess, uh criticism. Or not criticism, discussion around ghosts, um, who the developers were, and sort of their grasp of the source material. Because this is, like I said, like an homage, a love letter to samurai film. But I think for... People who were closer or had a better understanding of the source material, there were several sort of chafing points that this game sort of presented. It is very much like a theme park of yeah. samurai movies. Like it's this, this one particular frame from this movie meshed up with this particular frame from another movie and let's, let's put them together and this is, you know albeit a fictional world but it's also like a fictional world with very little it's only just sort of like a fake western town where where it's only the the facade of the building and nothing behind it Hmm. um because there was a lot of discussion around the haiku sequence for example the haiku is really
1: dumb i think it's incredible but it's pretty dumb
2: Well, haikus are pretty dumb, yeah, but they did, you know, somebody did make the point that haikus weren't actually sort of in style or used during this particular period that the game was portraying. Haikus came in much later, and also the construction of the haiku. Like it's not just the our standard very base understanding of. No, three, there's five, a lot more. Three. There is
1: there is way more there that is... goes into it. But if you did it properly, yeah, that's right. You would not be able yeah. to turn it into that dumb mechanic that they have.
2: Yeah, that's right. That's right. So like in 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 trying to make it a dumb mechanic, it just plays to the it plays to people's most base understanding of what that thing is. And again, like I said, it's it's a very surface level, very very shallow um understanding of
0: of what is being portrayed um is that any different though to i'm thinking guess, like the playboys like in mafia in... 2 where like they were
1: out of the year then it's
0: or, or no i was thinking more something like an old west game you know and the the
1: actually uh, yeah you could break uh, down all the know, stuff that's wrong in red dead redemption 2 like the shaving kit is the wrong era
0: yeah the window glass is too you know, clean
1: yeah
2: uh, I, I think there has
0: to be some concessions made when making. They're a not pretending it's anything such No, I know, but yeah.
2: perhaps so. But there is, there are levels of exoticism. Yeah, yeah, there are levels of exoticism, and you know, yes, you could make, you could point at any sort of fictional game. Red Dead's a good example of that. Yeah. <laughs> um any of the western shooters yeah um, are a yeah. good example of and
0: that, they, they right. always feel like they play to the classic spaghetti western movie which is what I think I guess what goes to Shoushma is tr- that Triumph. kind of era of samurai yeah, movies yeah. you know um, but yeah but
2: you would also also then have to you also have to then you know put into perspective you know if you're, if you're doing that that the developers of those games are much closer to the source okay. material. Yeah. Then, then Sucker Punch is to this source material. This is, yeah. So there are levels. Um, yeah. and sure, you could point that to, to, to other fictional pieces of work and, and, you know, like, oh, this is, and it's not about like, oh, this is, this is not a hundred percent accurate. Therefore it's bad. But I think, mm. you know, when we, when we take on these stories, particularly when we're telling stories of others, like, it is a consideration. And, like I said, for myself, like, I, I took that on, but I did enjoy the game. <laughs> I I did. I actually really like, for example, the sword fighting. I think the sword fighting is great. Um, I like the combat yeah, that's mechanic.
1: What, that I, would, let's spin a positive. I think the, the combat in this is really good.
2: I Just, like how, like, like, one thing I really like, I like how the upgrade... Great. Yeah, standoffs are great, but also, like, like the quote-unquote upgrade of the weapons of the sword is not an upgrade of the actual weapon. You don't get, like, a plus-four melee damage or plus-two range or whatever it is. No, it's a different style. You unlock a new style. um, Stances. And and stance, yeah, that's right. A lot of rock-paper-scissors going on. There is. Mm. It's like a a four-way rock-paper-scissors because you end up with four different styles in the end. Um... And I, I like the moon style, I think, the most. Yeah, so I think the, the, which is the most aggressive the one. The is, you or...
1: can't really have one style. Because it is literally, you want to deflect a shield, you take the, this oh, stance. Wow. You want to deal yeah, with spears, yeah. you take this
2: stance. You want to deal with two swords, you take this stance. Yeah, I know. But it's like, you're trying to cheese the system. You just keep walking backwards until, until, <laughs> until the opportunity right, presents you, itself. right, you've maybe um, taken this <laughs> in a different
1: direction I have. Because part of what I like about the standoffs, <laughs> it's like... like, it's like um, aside from it, it's just like a cool, powerful opening thing oh, that yeah. is like 100 percent just cheesy samurai film. Because it, oh, it's, it's basically just- like you hold down triangle until they attack, and there's some like a slight attempts to psych you out eventually, and yeah. then you can like take out two other people, and that'll also fill up your resolve meter. It, and like,
2: it, it gets really cool near the near the end um, when you can within a very quick uh very quick succession take down multiple people one of my favorite
1: i just want to sorry want to get to like the thing i actually think i'm liking most about this is because it's everywhere and it's it's one of the world problems where there's maybe just too much happening in the world that of these random type things it's like like people are being accosted and like being attacked by bears but just too frequently but the thing about these standoffs aside from like that kind of ninja versus samurai honor Thing is, that I think it actually just keeps on reminding players not to be too twitchy. Like, by having these in there all the time, it's kind of training you to actually use the parry. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And it's like. And I think it actually helps me transition to the combat, because, like I said, I came from this from Assassin's Creed Valhalla, where the attack is on the shoulder button, so it took me like three hours to acclimatize the pressing
2: square again. Um. One thing I did like, like an extension of the combat, like, is the duels. I don't think you've reached your first duel yet. I don't think I've, maybe not. Because these are actual, like, you go to an arena and somebody's waiting there for you to take revenge for something, something. And it's a one-on-one fighting game. It one just big
1: fight and it was quite difficult, so maybe.
0: A couple of legends end that way too, where you're chasing, like, the lightning sword or... Oh, yeah, I
1: think I may have had one and it took me, like, three
0: tries.
2: Yeah, Yeah. and those are actually properly cool. I really like um, there are a few which, there are a few of those duels which tie into the story as well. Um, so it carries some of those duels carry quite a bit of emotional weight when you get to that bit of the story. It's like, oh, okay, alright, now we're gonna have a this is this is the fight.
1: I feel like it's... I don't have enough story yet for there to be much emotional weight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's this? like,
2: there'll be, a, there'll be a bits where it's like, oh, this is the boss. This is the boss fight. And the boss fight is a duel. And it's like, okay, all right, I, I get this. Okay. And several threads have led to this. And so... Like overall, I did like I did enjoy the game. I I traded it in fairly quickly, but um,
1: you you have a one game at a time rule in your house though, so that kind of goes without saying. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I I'm pretty impressed overall. There are there are some very like the notes of what needs to be improved are like um very clear. I do find it interesting. Like Japan seems to really love this game. Um. Yes. Yeah, some of those. I think it's the same as how Australian media goes freaking nuts every time like a new Australians in like the Academy Awards or whatever, and it's like just stop. <laughs> um but yeah it's weird because nobody in japan actually knows who akira Kurosawa is so in some ways this is like a japanese game design for like a western western palette to begin with Yeah, i mean but i mean that and like some like just the prop the I, I don't i mean i don't know the solution like the way they did in infamous was terrible where you just had people who were just impossible crack shots but like the whole you were straying off the story path get back here and the timer starts going on the screen and you're like oh for fuck's sake this is just kind of ruining the atmosphere a bit but i mean there is it is very solid It's very polished and like there is huge potential i think for them to like really wrap this up in another one which they're clearly going to get to make if it hasn't been officially announced already
0: yeah, I'm sure they're going to make another one. They're working on two unannounced projects at this time and they have said that one of them is not Infamous. They've said they're not working on anything Infamous. Uh, yeah, and moment. that's not a surprise. So,
1: I don't think that franchise has any value to Sony anymore. I think Tsushima did really well and it would be crazy if they weren't doing another one.
0: Yeah, I think one of them is Tsushima. I personally would have liked to have seen Infamous because I really liked Infamous, but yeah.
1: I, I liked the last one quite a bit. But anyway, um, with that, because we are in this kind of mostly really is some stuff that's come out but there's like nothing that's like in compelling people to grab them too much unless you have a specific niche, niche or like just have to have everything with lego stamped on it we're going to take a short break and when we come back we're gonna you know put together some games worth playing that maybe maybe yeah maybe maybe We're back. We're refreshed. I think Ken was maybe here the whole time. Maybe here in Hawaii. I don't know. We can't see him. I feel like I'm trying well, to I've talk. Got a, I've got a fresh cup of tea, so. so... Well, so you say. What evidence have you?
0: <laughs> see, I One can, day, Ken, we'll get a webcam.
1: See, I can no. see, I can see, I can see <laughs> Huso in his, like, shiny new house. So he's clearly moved in or he's gone to the full like Mission Impossible extent of having a set built around him just to fool us all which seems a little bit I'm wearing a mask I actually look (laughs) like
0: Tom Cruise under this yeah (laughs) that's
1: why Amy's still with him yep got the Tom Cruise minus the Tom Cruise personality it's kind of like the best of both worlds (laughs) I feel like there's some sort of best of both worlds segue in there um, and I cannot think of it so I'm just going to like just remind everybody that our topic is yeah got Sony recently a few few months ago now actually upgraded its PlayStation Plus offering to be what I think everybody was expecting it to become um because you know Microsoft has just been frankly killing it with Game Pass for like half a decade now it feels um, yeah, and, but, it's been a while yeah and okay Sony's not doing day one with all its biggest shit but there's still some pretty like you're gonna turn that thing on immediately you're gonna see new Assassin's Creed you're gonna see Returnal you're gonna you're gonna see Demon's Souls you're gonna see all the Yakuza games just dropped there as well um, that's obvious, everybody, uh, Spider-Man, and for, you know, Microsoft, literally everything is day one, so New Gears, New Halo, New Forza, it's all just gonna, like, be the, the kind of, like, the top of the list. Um, but there is actually a lot of shit on both of these, and probably some things that, you know, most people are gonna overlook, but should actually pay some attention to, so I've gonna made a list of, I think, a 10-ish on the PlayStation side, i have gonna, like you say, be the Xbox Master here, because I feel like you've been one of the oldest- um evangelists for games pass uh, yep. i think it will just and ken's just gonna like sit by the sidelines and maybe recognize something <laughs> and i i guess we'll just like play this like tennis and like just take turns swapping games because i mean i haven't yeah. seen what he's got he hasn't seen what i've got so the chance of a little bit of crossover because i am going to start with and i think you could probably guess this you based on the just site activity from last week is oh my god the artful escape
0: <laughs>
1: I think that shit is leaving Game Pass like a day after this episode goes live. So if you're listening to this fresh and you are on Game Pass, yeah. go play the fuck out of that game.
0: It's also uh, good to note, straight up, that if you do have Game Pass and it has been on Game Pass, you can buy it for a big, pretty big discount when uh, when it does leave. So if you if you really liked Man, it's it, it's probably
1: so. worth doing. Yeah. This was actually the first game that I played when I upgraded my arm. Um, PS Plus account I was kind of going through all that and then I got like decision paralysis between all the big stuff and so I did start scrolling just looking at what looked interesting and I was like why well, I recognize this name but I don't know anything about it and I just played a video and I was like you know what this is free now I can try this and I I could speak about this at length but like really I like actually posted like what is it like one and a half thousand word article I think I'll play it too about why this game is so great um, but yeah, the short of it is, it is just like a psychedelic rock, hard rock, spa- in-space fantasy where all of the made-up shit that is, seems really cool is just happening all at once and it's just incredible. And I wish more people had played it because that game is amazing.
0: Mm. I haven't played it. <laughs> it's one of those ones I've, lo- oh my God, I've looked at and gone, yeah. You're I've wearing Metallica right
1: now. It's not quite the Metallica side of rock, but man, it's... Yeah.
0: Just choose got, your best... I've got head... it on my Steam account, actually, but I've I never... Uh, best speakers or headphones you got. Yeah. You want some HDR
1: popping on that display, though, because, man, there are a few games that justify just just gratuitous usage of, like, flashing bright shit Lighting, on the screen. Yeah. Um, and it is better for it. Um, anyway, hit us, up, hit us up with the Game Pass one.
0: Uh, this is a real kind of cult sort of game but Descenders I don't know if uh, any of you guys have played Descenders yeah man it's...
2: That's, a, that's a deep oh, you... cut
0: yeah it's, you it's streamed a...
2: that you streamed that during one of the uh, charity 24 marathons. hour charity charity marathons
0: yep yeah. yeah. it's kind of a roguelike mountain bike game so uh, with procedurally generated tracks and, and uh, you just you've got like different goals for each track you know obviously finishing the track is a goal but um, but, you know, it might say, hey, do a couple of backflips down the track and you'll get a bonus life or, you know, uh, don't take your foot off the accelerator, you know, for the whole track and you'll you'll get a bonus life. And and every time you crash, you lose a life. So, you you know, there's kind of a risk-reward thing, how hard you, you hammer it and, and it's it's pretty free form and just a, a lot of fun to just muck around with and... And as you go, you can kind of pick different ways through to each different level. There's four different sets of like terrain. So there's the easier kind of gentle hills and then it goes to forest and then to snow and then to kind of extreme, you know, that crazy Red Bull sort of cliff face sort of riding shit that you see on Red Bull TV. Uh, and yeah, and there's unlocks and all sorts of crazy things. So. Um, it actually looks kind of cool and
1: yeah well yeah, done yeah, on yeah. like pulling out something that I don't think many people have probably played
0: I, I think it's great and yeah every every person I've played it with it loves it so yeah
1: I don't think that's in the Playstation offering or else I'd actually give it a go mm. yeah you're very 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 good shout I'm gonna um, say I'm gonna go for my next one the one that confused you that you'd never heard of before you saw the game I was speaking about two weeks two weeks ago, which oh, yeah, is um, Spirit of the North. Yes. Um, an extra shout, because I think it is also the next game in line to come to the Epic Game Store. So, like, the day after this episode drops, it's probably going to be free on PC as well. To just keep... Um, again, I probably don't need to say that much about this, because last week I spoke at fair length. But it's a pretty mild, I would almost call like a journey adjacent attempt to the game. Maybe a little more ascended mechanics there. Um, not actually super polished, but if you want something a bit more non-violent, I guess, in its approach, sometimes a little bit exciting. Um chill, beautiful piano slash orchestral score. Now if you want something that's like just an adventure minus like just dealing with shit attacking you. A little bit more serene, like that's just um a really good one to go with looks looks really nice on PS5 as I think I've said from a bit concerned about the fact that it's on Switch I don't I'm not so sure how that one's gonna translate there but that's definitely one to um, if you have the hardware for it
0: and didn't you say it was coming it was the freebie on yes
1: yeah, going to I believe yeah going to be is, the next yeah. freebie on um, Epic Games Store yeah, next so, week. and that that way if you don't have time to play it you can just you know camp on it for five years like I've done with my entire Epic Games Store library
0: <laughs> yeah I've got a few of those too yeah
1: it it is what i would call a perfect switch game if not for the fact i feel like while some like just the thing just the basic sheer detail level on this i think just would make it difficult for this one to really work properly on the switch yeah although it was like a lazy in bed with headphones game on it would actually be very good if you have a steam deck and you're using chiaki or something to connect it to playstation that may be a way to go <laughs> or just you know, if you've hacked your Steam Deck to play use Gyaki, you could probably hack the epic games to run it and play it that way.
0: Well you can just install Windows on your Steam Deck. So. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Just use the word hack to talk about installing like the most standard OS in the world.
0: <laughs> you can dual boot and everything, it's just a PC. So. Yeah,
1: they don't hide that. Anyway, let's let's bounce back to um Games Pass.
0: Yeah, uh, well, the next one's a more recent one. It's actually, uh, well, I think it was this year, early this year. Weird West, anyway. Um, oh, shit, I had actually forgotten that existed. It, it's just this cool procedure, kind of, uh, RPG, CRPG, kind of old school a bit in, but it works really well with a controller, um, made by a bunch of arcane, ex arcane developers, uh, very much in line with that kind of arcane style of, weirdness um that they kind of have their own quirks you know if you've liked dishonored and you and you liked Prey pray and things like that you you're probably gonna like this because it's certainly in that ballpark and the way they do things with this kind of occult meets the wild west story um some really cool kind of procedural uh, elements to it, you know, with fire and and the way um, it interacts with things or, or the weather, and, and you know, you, you can really get creative in combat using oil and fire and, and and light and all those sort of things. They they all combine really well or create beautiful chaos accidentally, which which happens quite a bit. You know, a, a mistimed uh, bullet can actually set off a chain reaction that'll Um, luckily wipe out a whole bunch of people because that happened more than once to me. I I did something I didn't mean to do and and missed a shot, but I hit an explosive barrel, you know, set off an oil fire, which, you know, wiped out a couple others when, you know, something toppled over or, you know, there's all these cool little procedural sort of elements to the gameplay, but otherwise it's, you know, just a really quality, leaning more on the action side of things than, than a traditional CRPG. So there's not so much in the way of, you know, Dice rolls and things like that—it's—it's it's definitely more uh, an action sort of thing. But
1: it's the sort of game I thought we would have would have been popularized a lot more in the early days of the indie indie scene, like yeah, back in like two thousand and five through two thousand and ten. But it,
0: it's yeah, something that thought cool. would have
1: become common, but never did.
0: Never really did. But it's got this great, you know, um, setting. Uh, you know, I'm a sucker for the old west and add a bit of spooky occult into it makes a really it's an easy setting to like i guess um it's sort of something that's familiar to people as well uh being an old west game uh you know cool six shooters and shotguns and then you've also got some magical abilities and you actually play six different characters so there's an overarching story um and each character plays their part in this overarching story and you can uh upgrade your character and then when you start the new part of the story you can actually go back to the character you upgraded previously and ask them to join your posse um so you can have the characters from the previous stories in your posse um so that way your upgrades aren't wasted you know you don't feel like you've upgraded this character to a point and then there's no point anymore because their story's finished uh so you can add them to your posse and but they can also die and then be gone for good you know so there's um uh, some really cool like response like uh i guess uh uh, consequences for actions in this game, and the game caters for everything really well. So, um, yeah, it's it's very unique, sort of while feeling familiar enough that it's not going to scare anyone off. Um, anyone that's seen a, a, a you know a nineties RPG will probably be right at home.
1: Yeah, no, I guess it's a game that I actually at least do remember quite strongly, but had then also forgotten about until just now <laughs> just now that's kind yeah. of depressing so much stuff just comes out um speaking of depressing I'm actually weirdly depressed that I feel like I even need to bring this one up but Res Infinite and for that matter the Tetris effect is yes. actually a, um, a part of this and it is the last fucking game if you scroll all the way down it's
0: also <laughs> on, on the Playstation's game PlayStation
1: Marvel, game, game, so. game catalogue um, it. I'm weirdly upset. Actually, I'm not really. Upset. It's understand Like, it's so fucking good, and it's like vela It is dead last, and it's not like they shuffle them each time. Like, it kind of went back a week later and gone. This just cannot be right. You cannot have Res and Tetris Effect at the very bottom. But no, it's right there. Tetris Effect. I feel like would probably still grab some eyes. I think Microsoft made a bit of a push for it being on Games Pass at the time. Yeah. Like Res is kind of like been lost in the ether a little bit, and it is such. It is still probably my favorite on-rails shooter ever made and I guess that's kind of being a bit niche in your genre but I mean they made um and I would actually to be fair I'd like to see this get polished up and re-released as well Child of Eden like a lot later and it's a lot flashier but my god Rez just kind of like hit the nail on the head for like just kind of that very stylized wireframe um beat matching just shooting has still never really been done better
0: it looks Also like- worth mentioning, if you've got a VR oh helmet. Oh my
1: god! Like the bonus level, if you have VR, mm. is transcending
0: and also Tetris Effect. Even like no, on VR is amazing. I would yeah.
1: say Res, like that one VR level, probably trumps everything. But I think the single best VR experience I've ever had was like you can play all of Res in PlayStation VR. But they made like an additional stage with VR very much in mind, and it is something else. Um unless you're weak in the stomach.
0: Cause I remember <laughs> playing
1: that on my birthday a few years ago. And I'm telling my now fiance, you you no, you just have to, you have to see this. And then she threw up. <laughs> And then I felt really bad about it. But if you can, if you can take my 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 line was on Resident Evil Seven. That was the game that made me feel really crazy. Mm. But my god, like I guess you could almost like put them as a pair, like they're kind of like a set together. Like a, it's just very Tetsuya, Mizuguchi, um vibe. Although I feel like people should be aware of Tetris effect or whatever. But I mean, Res will take you like three or four hours to complete, maybe less. Um, it's a lazy weekend game you want to stay in like just have a beer save some money and going out on a saturday night bang just use the best speakers or headphones that you have anyway I get I mean that is like as you said already in game pass but what else is already in game pass assuming you hadn't listed that yourself
0: no I hadn't listed that one I'm gonna say one that's pretty obvious I think it's probably the most obvious in my list but it's a plague tale Um, (laughs) I yeah I was wondering yeah yeah, uh, cuz that game is fantastic and more people should play it and the sequel's coming out very soon and I'm quite excited about that. But uh yeah, a great story, uh, adventure, like proper adventure. You know, there is some slight action elements, but it's definitely more in the adventure.
1: Oh, but the action elements
0: style kind of things.
1: Of, if you think about it, the action elements are kind of
0: gross. They are 100% gross considering rats are your primary weapon and primary way of, of disposing is of anyone. Sermon. Yeah, uh you know shooting out a guard's lights uh with a water bomb and then watching the rats swarm him it's never easy to watch <laughs> like no matter how many times you see it in that game. Uh, <laughs> and you see it a bit. Uh but yeah, uh it it's a really well-built adventure and story, like absolute bonkers story but really enjoyable. Um you know, it's oh,
1: it's bonkers but well told. Like it fully yeah, yeah. holds its own within its own territory.
0: 100% and yeah and the gameplay elements work really well and the whole game is essentially a escort quest and you know most people will go holy shit that is the worst idea ever because escort quests almost universally
1: oh. suck. Do you know what else was an w- escort quest? Ico.
0: What? Ah oh, yes Ico, yeah. Some um, of the greatest
1: games ever are actually just escort quests.
0: Yeah and this is with, with the younger brother and it, it actually works really well um, they've they've Implemented a really easy, easy to use system, uh, and uh, you know, essentially, you hold hands if you want your brother to come. You let him go, and you will stay still, and it makes it very simple and very. And it easy works if he's visualize. very young,
1: and you totally believe that he would actually be holding a yeah. hand, especially in scary circumstances. Yeah.
0: So yeah, no, if you yeah. haven't played a play, it's, yet, it's uh, very good.
1: It's it's weird because it is mechanically not as foreign as it might actually seem. Like, it, it's just no. very, very clever reskinning of different ideas and, like, a little bit of remixing.
0: Yeah. And and a really cool rat technology.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like, fun fact, they totally, totally drew inspiration from that shit that went down in New South Wales in the farms.
0: <laughs> it does. It looks like that. Uh, but, yeah, it's very cool. Check it out if you like any sort of storytelling in your game and... Light, light action more adventure A slight you know, light, stealth light stealth action
1: yeah yeah strong atmosphere cool. very French can you say the voice it's French. French I think you can I think yeah, I, I think think didn't so, realise until like right at the end I was like shit I'm going like in the way
0: the same voice actors too mm. they did both the French and the English dubs
1: Alright, well I'm adding one or I guess I, I could actually call it a pair here which I feel like are particularly relevant just at the moment um, which is Saints Row 3 and 4 Remastered are both there and considering the state of the new Saints Row <laughs> on the console specifically at the moment mm. um, it's worth remembering that these games are actually still there and there's still I think says pointed out that some parts of 3 have maybe aged a little bit but they're still there and this I mean that you can buy them super cheap but also if they're yeah. just there and you have it like there's no reason not to play them I, start, I actually played through a lot of the opening of 4 again still super enjoyed it I think it.
0: Four, 4 holds up a lot better than 3 yeah I think um, 4 was
1: maybe sold short because it came so soon after 3 and it's basically the same city it is the same it, yeah. city um, but it is a probably a better game overall Um, and there's finally and if you did play it at the time it's nice that the technology now can actually keep up with it especially again if you're like on the newer consoles you have an SSD like none of that streaming issue none of the streaming issues there and it's also actually still super funny and like really fun to just run around listening to the touch on endless repeat because you can do that (laughs) and I missed that part of 2013 I think where like three different games had that song in them
0: or uh, Kanye's uh power i think that was the same sort
1: of three. The move. yeah or <laughs> but i don't care about the music. like i that song was brilliantly used but i don't care about that song there was something very cool about the song that played when you know we had a new lead transformer and then they like punched their way out of a planet side transformer yeah like seeing yeah. this new lease of life like two decades later was oh chef's kiss i still love that it's there that song is so cheesy. I, I though, think the bits. best
0: use of music in Saints Row is um, the uh, Armageddon for hero. No, no, holding out for song. a hero. No, oh, no, of, for a hero that's pretty good. At the end of Saints Row Three, where you just oh, the it's racing against time. And it's... T- yeah, yeah. And it's I need a hero. In the sky. <laughs> They're very good with that.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, also the Armageddon song at the opening of Saints Row Four is pretty up yeah. there. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Again, playing that with my fiance in the room watching. Um. It actually takes a while to become a Saints Row game. They do a very good job of like making you think, has this gone into trying to be some sort of serious shooter? And it's not very; it just doesn't feel good enough to be that. It's, it's kind of like a little bit floaty, and she was very confused. And then like it started becoming a Saints Row game, and I think when they played the um, Armageddon song, that is pretty much what broke her. <laughs> it's like yes i am climbing up the side of a nuclear warhead that is rocketing towards the moon or fucking wherever and also it is playing yep. the don't want to miss a thing song <laughs> um again at the same yep. time while well, everybody tells me how great i am and, and yes i am going to fall off this rocket and land in the white house
0: yep and become president
1: <laughs> um but we did some math um actually because you're given the choice between curing um cancer or stopping world hunger and we basic level math at least imply that actually the best answer is um, curing world, hun- world hunger just perspective for all of us in these well fed nations that that is actually a bigger issue <laughs> if you like really crunch the numbers and like the lives it affects also yes. still, still a pretty fun game I've actually been like going back to that one a little bit I don't think I'll finish it still but it is actually really fun to run around in <laughs> still it turns out
0: especially once you get some of those ridiculous powers and it doesn't
1: take long I can jump really high no. and already run faster than the cars so <laughs>
0: Yeah. Alright, here's a uh, one more. Uh I was gonna go with uh another kind of RPG sort of one and and get, bring out Wasteland three. Um Oh we're very you're being very on brand at the moment. Yeah, I know. I then I, I guess mean, I, I have I have you, my niche. You
1: ask for certain people for the recommendations and you're gonna get what you yeah. get.
0: Yeah, Wasteland 3 is one of my favorite games on Game Pass. Uh, I really like that game. It's almost like the perfect mix of role-playing with XCOM. Uh, the combat's probably not quite as good as XCOM, the, like the tactical combat, but it's, it's close enough, especially considering this game is primarily an RPG. Um, really good writing, like great writing. Uh, very much feels like that black Fallout one and two humor um, that you know that a lot of the people have gone on to obsidian but um, this is made by one of the original creators of, of Fallout and uh, it, yeah it's that similar sort of setting like there's there's no surprises here I guess in the world itself but it's it just the way it's it's everything that wasteland 2 wanted to be I guess wasteland 2 was kind of the return of the wasteland name. Um, and then this one, they, in Exile, got bought out by Microsoft, and then they delayed this game by about 18 months, I think, That's once that happened, delaying. because, because they got a whole big injection of money, uh, and, oh, we yeah, can polish. Yeah, we can polish, and they did, and, and the game's better for it, and there's some great DLC for it. It's a really cool story, Lot, lots of, uh, ways to, you know, kind of make the story your own. Uh, I think there's probably, th- Four or five different endings, I think, from memory. I've I've played through two of them, uh, and yeah, it's it's just a kind of a grey world too. There's no good or bad, or mm. cleanly obvious good or bad. Everything's a very grey morally choice. That you, you, you know, obviously there's some obvious bad guys, but generally everything's, you know, you could help these guys and someone will suffer, or you, well, you can. Yeah, do you this mean you put yourself and, yeah. in
1: a supply limited. Bad situation where it's like I could save this guy's arm or this guy's leg. Like it's
0: yeah, yeah. That's that's the sort of thing you're dealing with. So I really like that, and um, yeah, it's it's a it's a great little well, not not so little. It's about twenty five hours to finish, I think. Um, but it's a good a good sized RPG. It doesn't get ever get into that ridiculous over the top amount of time to finish and. I, I really enjoy that style of stuff. So yeah, it's worth checking out because it's on Game Pass and you don't have to pay for it and you might enjoy it too. Oh,
1: you're paying for it anyway, I guess is the other yeah. way of thinking about
2: it.
0: Yeah.
1: I do also have that like really bad habit of calling this stuff free. It's like, no, I am yeah. actually paying a certain amount of money to access this. Um, I'm going to bounce on to like one that I actually played on PC way back when. I'm just going to assume it's still fun and works perfectly fine on PlayStation in the form of um Gianna Sisters, Twisted Sisters Twisted Dreams.
0: Oh yeah. Great game.
1: Um, which, again, like, you can kind of see the budget limitations a little bit, I wish the enemies would fall over a bit better when you bop them, but this is, like, a full-on just a hop-and-bop platformer with just a two worlds, like, light and dark world mechanic, and you can switch them on the fly, and, like, that comes into play, and a just a fucking ripping soundtrack.
0: It's It's quite a satisfying game to play, too, if oh. you get that... Get a good run going and switching between the, the worlds and and, and yeah, yeah, like
1: you, you you really get into like a rhythm with it. Like it's mm. kind of is very kind of s- slow but satisfying. You just feel like it's just thumping almost, like kind of just like bouncing through it. But like that's that's one that like feels like I guess like the Anna sisters actually dates back to like early Mario days and they kind of fail as like mascots because they don't look good enough to be mascots. But the game itself is actually pretty solid. Like well, it has was,
0: it was a. Commodore sixty four yeah, game that was, yeah, it was a, a knockoff. one of the British
1: PC kind of yep. um things there, but like I don't know I can't speak to the original at all. And like this one's actually pretty good. It's like got this kind of nice, colourful dream like aesthetic going on as well.
0: Well, the original was literally a Mario knockoff to the point that you finished every level, you jumped on a flagpole and oh, wow. you know, went into a castle. Like it was a hundred percent Mario it knockoff is. with yeah. yeah I mean that's
2: yeah. why it's, that's why the name is what it is
0: yeah Giannative, it's
2: just brothers yeah. sisters yeah. yeah and also just yeah. like random Italian ish word yeah,
1: <laughs> actually, <laughs> yeah I'd I never siblings. actually thought about that last bit before the brother sister like, thing yeah. I knew but wow I had not yeah. really thought yeah about yeah
2: it's yeah. It. just straight up it was yeah. just straight up like random Italian ish sounding name plus sibling well, type. There. yeah
1: New one, which I say new, is probably a decade old now. Has a bit more of its own identity, yeah. and in a world that is lacking good side-scrolling, just kind of skill-based platformers that don't try to be um, Metroidvanias at the very least. Yeah, frankly, I'd probably take this over New Super Mario Brothers. Maybe not the New Donkey Kong Countries, but I, I no, don't like the, the new, new Donkey
0: Super- Kong Countries are very good.
1: But this one, this one is still definitely worth it. Definitely worth a shot. Um, yeah, just crank the volume and maybe set the soundtrack to only be the Dark World sound.
0: All right, Huso. All right. Uh, well, I I figure we're getting towards the end here, so I'll go for another kind of, a bit more of a deeper cut one, and it's called Anvil Vault Breakers. Oh, we are
1: going deep cuts again.
0: Yeah, uh, so it's a twin-stick shooter. I love a twin-stick shooter. Um, I mean, Geometry Wars is the start of all this shit, in the way. So. Yeah, uh, so it's it's kind of almost got a uh, it's got a season pass now, I think, and, and things like that. But it's got this kind of uh, a mecca kind of vibe to it, or robot sort of. You, you take control of a, a remote robot to explore planets and basically just kill a whole bunch of the wildlife. Uh, and, and, you know, you'll have a couple of levels where you'll fight waves of enemies and upgrade things and then you'll get to a boss battle. And so there's roguelike elements each run and then you get gradual upgrades as you go. And it's, it's, it's nothing we haven't seen before. Uh, it's just put together really well. The shooting mechanics are really good. The weapon range is, is, uh, nice and varied and they all feel satisfying to use once, once you've worked out their quirks. Um, powers. Uh, you know, like bonus powers, there's like 10 or 12 different robots you can unlock and they've all got very different, um, powers, uh, and different weapons and different boosts and things like that. And, uh, you can play co-op, co-op with, every, uh, with up to two others. So a team of three robots cruising through there's, um, you get challenge mode, two friends seasonal together
1: for this super obscure game.
0: Yeah, well, Game Pass, right? You know, yeah. that's, that's the advantage it's got. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's very well put together. I think it's still in early access, actually. Uh, it's been out for probably 12 months now. Um, but, uh, you know, it's still in early access. And every time they do an update, there's a significant, you know, addition of things to the lineup and, uh, and, you know, new, new worlds to explore and, and new enemies and things like that. So some of the boss battles are really, really good at really well thought out um and yeah I, i've been digging it. it's that kind of 30 minute you can do a run in 30 minutes so it's it's a good game to fill in a bit of spare time have a bit of a blast with it gradually upgrade things and and uh you know the simple joy of a twin stick never really goes away uh, well a well done twin stick i should say it never really goes away so yeah it's worth checking
1: out yeah and that's one i would literally never heard of Which I guess is the advantage of doing this. Yes. I'm going to go into one that you have heard of, but probably forgot it's available on these systems, which is the wonderful 101 remaster.
0: Oh, yes. I never even... Re- it's a Switch game.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, I've played a little oh, bit no, of it Wii so U. far.
0: No. no, Wii U. Yeah.
1: And uh, it, I'm it, mixed feelings about saying this one too sh- I definitely think you should give it a go, but boy, you can tell that this game was designed with that touch screen in mind. Yeah. And which gives it maybe a slight advantage on PlayStation because you still at least have some, th- some resemblance of it in the form of the trackpad. But yeah, like, I, I apparently, according to like, a quick Google search, I, like, failed to, like, buy a certain upgrade that is going to make this a lot easier. So um, if I take a break with Tsushima, I want to get back to it. Because, man, the energy in this game is manic.
0: Very platinum from memory.
1: I mean, Very, it's... Yeah. Platinum just full-on indulging, like... Kind of like capsule toys, 90s cheesy superhero anime stuff. Meets... Like, the Pikmin example's not quite right, but you kind of have a lot of people who follow you around and they literally transform into your weapons. So, like, they just... The more people you have following you around, the bigger your sword or axe or whatever can be. Um, And it is, like... It is, from what I've played so far, like, just pure action game and... Consi- and importantly, considering it was originally a Wii U game, it that the PS PlayStation version runs super smooth, and it's one of those things that just kind of caught me off guard that it was actually there. Yeah. Like, none. There's no other Platinum stuff there. Just just that. Although if Nier was there, I'd obviously tell
0: people that I'd have to buy that immediately. Nier's on Game Pass. Nier Automata.
1: should get that. But also, I don't think it's obscure enough.
0: No.
1: <laughs> I'm so happy that it's not... A, I'm kind of happy that it's not obscuring off though. But yeah, Wonderful 101 was one that just like kind of caught me off guard that it was there. I was like, huh, I should probably... That was a game I always intended to get for the Wii U, which I actually did own for a bit, but also it turned out sometimes getting the games you wanted on the Wii U in itself was a challenge. Yep. So, Husslead, do you have one or two more before we wrap this up?
0: I, we can do one more. I've got one more there, and it's uh, RoboQuest, another kind of indie title. It's uh, it's actually pretty new to the Game Pass, but I've been playing it on Steam for quite a while in early access. Uh, A a first-person shooter. Um, Kind of, you know, a roguelike with Titanfall-style elements uh, to it. Uh, Wall running, quick movement, um... Very very good combat loop. Uh, get it, you really get into a rhythm with it, especially you know picking the right weapons and what drops and what doesn't, and which upgrades to take as you play through. Uh, the, the, that's the real hook with this one is, is the combat uh, loop with with all the enemies. And as you progress, adding new enemies into the mix, and it's all about mobility and, and you know wall running, grinding on rails, and things Ooh. like that. And getting, yeah, yeah, it's got getting like nice cool. simple cartoon visuals. Simple cartoon visuals, uh, a very easy game to like. You know, you, you get a couple of weapons to start with then you get upgrades as you go. You've got special moves and you know, all the roguelike trappings that you would expect, but it's built around this really... I think it's the best uh, first-person shooter roguelike I've, I've played. Um, Which it, is it weirdly feels... a
1: crowded genre, it feels like.
0: It, it is, you know, there's a lot of them, but this this one feels like it's, it's mixed... There's enough for someone just jumping in the first time to enjoy it, especially if you like a kind of twitchish sort of first person shooter. Uh, but it it gives you enough to keep going and keep coming back and trying to beat things and, and getting further along. There's, there's a real, real nice carrot on the end of the stick sort of feel to, to how you, how you get your, your upgrades and things like that. So, uh, it's a really well put together game. It's now in full release and on game pass on both PC and Xbox. Uh, and, and uh, really worth your time to check out especially if, you, if you're if like a, a, a Twitch shooter like Titanfall or or even Doom you know or RoboQuest or RoboQuest I yeah. love the simplicity of the name like stop so pretending to yeah.
1: be alright I guess I'm going to um, just close this one out by also I just kind of want to give a like, quick shout out to Tricky Towers which I think for the last few years <laughs> of my life has been like the standby two player game Um, have either of you played this
0: No, I have not. I've seen it. Nope. Never played it. Yeah.
1: I mean, it it looks like a dinky Flash Tetris knockoff. (laughs) But it's basically Tetris where the lines don't disappear and there is physics. Okay. Um, And the whole point is to just build your tower as high... And you've got, like, a limited land mass. So, let's say a side-long Tetris piece and maybe a couple more blocks. So you've got six or 7 squares or whatever to work with. And you've kind of got to build your tower up to a certain marker in the sky against an ideally human. In fact, I've never even played the single player. It's very possible I could open up whole new areas, but this has always been a two-player thing. against another human, and it's just kind of like a race against time to get that up there, and then over time you also get the ability to either do something to help your tower or like just completely mess with the other person. <laughs> yeah. Um. So you might, for example, like have the option to have your piece will grow vines around it, and any other piece that's touching and like kind of hold them more securely, so like they reduce the wobble, or just cause the piece that is falling through your opponent to just like kind of spaz out, like just sporadically just keep on turning a random angle. So it's like really, really difficult to actually put it down there, and it is actually just just like very, very easy to understand, but also very difficult to get good at and but in that mario kart kind of way but maybe even better at it than that very good at keeping a fairly even play feel like it's chaotic enough but it doesn't also need, it also doesn't need a blue shell to like keep things even and it's just it's perfect to just kind of like just laugh at each other kind of two-player mayhem experience and i i see it come up like i see somebody on my twitter feed discover it like just once a year like hey guys, this game is actually very fun and by yourself it probably sucks, but if you have somebody to play with Um actually, you know what Huzo, for your next I don't sleep enough streaming night?
0: This would be a good one. This
1: one would probably when people are just starting to get like a little bit a little bit little bit dazed, this would probably be a perfect one to like load up oh, there.
0: That's when I like to bring in the rage games. Uh like Crash Bandicoot or something like that. Oh, God. This would, this would cause its own... Cuphead or... Yeah. This would cause
1: fights All also being like a little bit less pissy off than that.
0: <laughs> Rage I, is a, an amazing motivator to get through the night. <laughs> oh, this is why I'm never going to do that
1: because I've learned I, what I would think is a healthy lesson which is mm. if you are sleepy and you cannot get past this part of the game just... Turn it off and try again tomorrow. No, try again it's, tomorrow. It means yeah. it's bedtime. Yep. Anyway, I'm guessing you've pretty much exhausted your list at this point.
0: Yeah, pretty much. Oh, there was only one. I had actually a PlayStation game I wanted you to mention, and oh, you didn't, which was oh, I'm Gravity sorry. Rush 2.
1: <laughs> See, I, it actually it wouldn't occur to me, because I actually bought that ages ago, so if it yeah. was there, I probably wouldn't have noticed, because it's not something I am to look that, Yeah.
0: To. That's a game that was criminally overlooked, uh, and as a result, Sony shut down <laughs> the studio that made it. But hey, it, it's awesome, um, super unique, uh, really cool art style.
1: Very cool art so style. A bit the, tricky to get your head around because it is.
0: Yeah, one, once you kind of get the the concept and, once and, you grok and work it, out, I guess. Yeah, it's it's super cool and worth checking out.
1: Yeah, and actually, you know what? Since since we're, like, throwing all this stuff in, I'm, so I, I left it off the list, but you know what? Shenmue 3 is there. I ah! feel like <laughs> it was, like, almost too on-brand to mention, but you know what? <laughs> if you're not paying for it anyway, it will not kill you to, like, try for a couple of hours and see if that is your thing it's or yours, There's a good chance yeah. it will not be your thing for a lot of people, but I feel a lot more comfor- comfortable recommending people try this than running out and buying it. Especially if you had memories of the Dreamcast one, actually. Um, with that, um, Ken, thanks for hanging around. I assume you're still there with us, even though. Yeah, I'm here.
0: He's <laughs> not at all from That's it. were you yawning?
2: Shit. Did I catch you mid yawn? Nope. <laughs> no. No, um, I'm actually started getting. I've just started having a running nose. I think I might have caught a cold.
1: Just to call uh... you, you. You're still like the last man in Australia with that COVID, dude. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I appreciate your optimism. I, I literally... it's still just a cold.
2: Yeah, well, I just did a I just did a rat test and it's negative, yeah. so I'm just gonna keep an eye on this.
1: Yeah, all right. Um, hopefully this podcast is not like the beginning of Kevin. Kevin, why? Kevin. Okay, maybe I have Kevin. COVID. Kevin. <laughs> yeah. You got COVID in the brain? Yeah, yeah, I've had
2: COVID in the Ken brain last year.
1: Where the fuck did Kevin
2: come from? <laughs> anyway. Yeah, we've I, only just known each other for like, for like 15 years. Yeah, yeah so just a little dude, bit. Like, yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm going to call Matt Hansen oh, next to
0: Oh, that's good. <laughs> I used to you get Houston, Houston all the time. Apollo 13 came out when I was in school. That made Aww. problems. <laughs> yeah. Dude,
1: home improvement was like a primetime TV show when I was in school. Your worries do not match up to mine. Anytime I said something somebody would disagree with, you would just gather, I don't think so, Tim. Every single time. Anyway, sorry, I'm um, Ken, yes. Um, I now yeah, know your sorry, name again. I'm just, again. Gonna,
2: come in, I'm just, I'm just come, gonna come in over the top with, um, Aqua Bobby Doll. So... Um... Huh? Sure. <laughs> yep. Fair enough. And then after that, after that, after that, it was the Bulgarian Idol. So, and I think I, oh yeah, I think I trump. Mm-hmm. I I think I I, I trump. Oh, uh, I actually, Barbie was a
1: like, fucking earworm. Um, but I'd <laughs> say yeah, the Bulgarian Idol probably does take the cake. Yes. Yeah. Um, you know what? I'm even going to be nice to you and not like link it anywhere in the show notes. People can Google that themselves. Oh my god!
0: It could be the midpoint song. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs>
1: don't don't inspire me, you So that's a li- I won't. It, it is. I'm a little bit tempted. It's not very hard.